Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply, if rated PG. Alan, is there anything you want to share with the group? Because I know we've had some very big events in uh, on planet Earth in the past few weeks, all of which have been extremely important, but there's also another big one coming from you. Well, I think it's very important that you listen to people. I think that's what we're hearing right now. It's really important to listen, so true. to sort of masticate and to take on board things. And we here at Homo Sapiens are doing our bit as well. We have listened to all the people who are emailing and saying that they hate it when we eat whilst we're talking. Yeah on this podcast so this quarter of a rice cake with marmite on it which is in my hand right now will be the last thing that either chris sweeney or myself alan cumming will eat whilst we are talking to you here goes wow Mm. i feel like i'm doing you know when they do like the commentary on the on a live event on radio (laughs) for okay there goes yeah i think we should make a thing of it and then that's it over delicious it's a brown rice cheesecake. I mean, um, rice cake. There goes the last mouthful of the rice cake, gently mm. chewed by Alan. He's wearing a Homo sapiens jumper, maybe a commemorative move <laughs> for this eventful day. Yeah, I am. I'm merch up the wazoo. This is literally the last bite I'll ever okay, have on this off podcast. Off we go. Mm. As we now move to the minute silence. Followed by Bach's Requiem. Not Bach's Requiem. We should have. I don't know what that is. What would you have? Who's the good? Four A's Requiem's the big swanky. We one. can do that. Um, so that was it. Wow. It's all over. No more eating. We listened. Yeah. You you bitched. We listened. <laughs> we'll go. We'll go hungry. See, there's another T-shirt. I just feel like you just talk in T-shirts. <laughs> you you bitched. We listened. <laughs> Everybody, this is Homo Sapiens Extra, isn't it, Alan? I think it sure is. I'm Alan Cumming, and that's Christopher Sweeney. Absolutely. And remind me, what happens on Homo Sapiens Extra? I'm losing my mind. Well, we sort of just ramble on. We have like <laughs> various little things we do, like uh, you know, wormhole of the week. We lose, look at the reviews that people have reviewed us on Apple Thingabobs. We uh, talk to look at the emails people have sent. It's just a it's a smorgasbord of of, uh, of chat. And it's basically um, in the middle between the interviews. We do an interview with someone, and the next week we do this. And when we do the look at the views, we give away a T-shirt, a Homo sapiens T-shirt, not just any old one we've got upstairs in the wash, you know. <laughs> not anything just sitting in the back of the cupboard. These ones have mostly got Homo sapiens written on, often printed, sometimes marker pen. It depends where we're at. <laughs> if you are not as lucky as some to win a T-shirt and have it lovingly posted to you by yours truly 
You can also purchase one at everpress.com forward slash homo sapiens. Do you like my sort of voiceover voice that I put on? Is that your husband doing the dishes in the background? Yeah. There's a lot of clinking going on. Oh, That's yes. Sweet. William, we're trying to record. Sorry. If it's not the red arrows, it's the dishwasher. <laughs> <laughs> My net, the thing I want to do today is go to the hardware store and buy a buy a um, a, a pressure water a pressure washer, a karcher. Get a karcher pressure washer. They're very That's good. Not, uh, I don't think they got that kind. There's another kind. Oh. But I'm so obsessed with pressure washing. It's, it's, it's have you done addictive, it? Addictive. Yeah, I did a whole patio. It's addictive. <sighs> it's like picking a scab. I'm going to do. You know, what I'm going to do what. It's just tremendous. I saw that I missed some bits on our deck when I was out there exercising yesterday, so I've got to do that bit again. <laughs> I am going to. This is what I'm, I'm actually fantasizing about this in my bed last night. Uh, I'm going to power wash my hammocks. Oh. <laughs> Week 13 you know, of lockdown, been in the shed, everybody. Been in the shed all winter. They're a little kind of like scuzzy and blah, blah, blah. I thought, what would be the good thing to get them clean? I know, I'll power wash them. Be, honestly, and I even thought I'll stand on them on the floor. It's going to be great. The next time I zoom into you, the whole room behind you will have been power washed. I can tell. It's just, <laughs> what else can I power wash? It's like, what else can I, what else, when you had those vegetable gadgets, you'd be like, what else can I Julienne with this piece of contraption? <laughs> <laughs> yes. So how's your week been really though? Uh, my week has been, uh, it's been good. It's been, it's been a lot better than last week. You've been opening up your bubble. I've been opening up my bubble, my, uh, so here in the UK, you're allowed to have one person to stay if they are in a single household. And so my mother-in-law came to stay and it was like. She of being played by Helen McCrory on TV. She of being played by Helen McCrory, exactly. So she came to stay um, and uh, that was great fun. It felt like Christmas and we had a real laugh. We went <laughs> for a nice long walk, which she doesn't like doing. Um and then, uh, quite funny actually, because um, as I'm talking about my week, my friend's, my husband's friend messaged him saying, oh, I listened to your podcast. It's really nice because I therefore know what you've been up to, William, because we don't really speak that much anymore. Not in a bad way, just as in we haven't spoken. And then and he was <laughs> like, oh, that's sweet. And then two minutes later, he got another message that said, Chris, just keep swearing in front of my children. I've had to turn it off. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> Last week's episode was kind of racy. It really was, with wasn't Jeremy it? Jeremy O'Harris and our, our deep dive into anal sex. But how did everyone was that was that was there a was there a, a reaction to that in the inbox? There was a great reaction. Lots of people saying thank you so much for um being honest about sex. It's really good to hear. And I think what's interesting is like even I feel this. Tell me what you think about this. Even I feel when I'm talking about that I'm like, oh, is this a bit much? You know what I mean? And it's like, why is it a bit much? Yeah. You know what I mean? Why, sh why, is it why a bit should much? it be? Yeah. Because the reason, one of the reasons we started this podcast all along was like, Women's Hour on Radio 4, they would talk about that stuff. And I loved that. I was like, I never hear this, you know? What, anal sex? We'd talk about anal what, sex on Women's Hour. Do you know what? Hour. I don't think they've covered Jenny Murray would talk about anal sex. I, do, I don't, I, I can't. don't know that she has covered it, but. They absolutely would. And they should. It's like on, you know, that show Ozark. Yes. I just actually think that it's well worth watching it to hear Laura Linney say fuck so many times. <laughs> and I would love to have Jenny Murray talk about butt sex. That reminds me of a time when I was on, um, uh, what do you call it? This morning, you know, Richard and Judy. Well, it's not them anymore, of course. Was it Holly and Phil? My age. But I, I've been, 
No, it was it was Richard oh. and Judy, and this I've been on like a gazillion times over the years. I I've been I'm so old. I was on it when you had to go to Liverpool, and you had to go the night before, and you stayed in the that nice hotel, the Adelphi, is it in the Liverpool? Yes. And it was such. And fun. they had Fred the and Weatherman the, and, the, and Fred the Weatherman jumping on that mm. uh, floating Britain, uh, and you're always hoping it'd fall off. Um, but there was one time, <laughs> like when. Uh, well, there's two th- things that I remember from being on this morning that were hilarious. Well, you know, they have you standing in the studio and they do these live things to you, you know, coming up at 11 o'clock. Oh, yeah. And it would and have all the different people in different parts of the studio when they do the sort of the opening thing of it. And I'd like, you know, blah, blah is here to, 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 to make some pancakes. And then they said, you're, there's one more person and it's you, Alan. I said, like, okay, I'm ready. <laughs> and they said, and we'll be talking to this family. With, and they're a little baby. And they found a hypodermic syringe in the baby's nappy. And it was like this baby had like, uh, they'd left a, a little syringe in it, a little needle in its body. And somehow it had kind of gone through its system and come out of its bum. It was in the nappy. And I was like, wait a minute. And then they're like, Alan Cumming will be here to talk about his new film. <laughs> It just got to me absolutely horrified. Oh, no. This, I was going to be following a baby that had a needle come out of its bum. And then another time on this morning, it was, remember when Queer as Folk came out? Yes. The British Queer as Folk, of course, that Russell T. Davis wrote. And it was all like, you know, quite revelatory in many ways. And one of the things they talked about was it was a, a big sort of reveal for many British people was rimming, which is oh, the yeah. uh, stimulation of the anus by the tongue. And um, it was so hilarious because I remember I thought w- things really have changed because I turned on this morning one morning and Rich and Judy were having a phone in about rimming. Oh, my God. <laughs> and I've never heard anything so hilarious in my entire life. Just 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 Judy saying the word rimming <laughs> is enough. I can die happy. I need to look this up on YouTube. I didn't even know that happened. Oh, um, You know what, uh, uh, though, uh, my lovely chum, Daniel Radcliffe, who let's talk about him for yes. a second and yes. his, what an absolute darling boy he is. I mean, I love that man. But also in this week when J.K. Rowling made those r- really unnecessary, I think, comments about uh, trans activists and, and the notion of sex versus gender and all that stuff. Um, and then she kind of, you know, followed up with this essay explaining herself. I, I, um, anyway, I just thought that Dan Radcliffe kind of spoke out and, and acknowledged that perhaps it would look like a feud between him and uh, JK, but actually he wanted to say that, you know, it's, what I thought was lovely, he said to people, if you found something magical and beautiful in the books that you felt, the Harry Potter books, that you felt connected to you and helped you, that still exists. Just because she's saying this and you're a trans person or a queer person, it, because she said this, and it seems like she's denying you in some way or denigrating your identity yes. in some way. Don't feel that, that the books now are invalid for you in the way you felt. That's between you and the books. And I thought that was so beautiful. And and he also said, you know, trans women are trans are women, trans men are men, non-binary people are non-binary. I just thought it was really... Um, and then a few of the other Harry Potter actors as well, of course, did it too. But I was just so proud of him. And I... I mm. um, I, I, I texted him straight away and just, I think he's such a darling and always, and talk about a great ally. And I think it's interesting that sort of, he's a millennial, I guess. And I think in a way, transism, the, the whole sort of trans, you know, explosion or the tipping point, it was called on the cover of Time magazine, that has been yeah. the kind of, up till now, I guess, civil rights rights issue in in those, in that, in that age group's um, 
lifetime or mm. adult, young adult lifetime. So it's interesting that so many people of them are, are, are so quick and so um, uh, protective of trans people. I think it's great. Yeah, it really is. But uh, what a darling. What and a I have darling. to say, I, I, I don't, I, I, I read JK's whole essay and I, I'm so sad that she was the victim of, you know, domestic violence and sexual assault. Um, but I still don't get that thing of, you know, how much does it cost you? Even if you don't completely get it, how much does it cost you just to say to someone who feels they have been born into the wrong body to say, oh, well, you are that gender. Mm. It's so unkind to mm. be so defensive and to be so didactic about it. And also it's, you know, I think it, there's a lot of other stuff going on there that is not really connected to the issue. It's, it, it, it's sort of bringing other things into your, into your, not making you have very clear thought about it. So anyway, yeah. I don't want to be mean about her. I don't, I think she's great, but I feel in this one, she's way off the mark. I couldn't agree more. Shall I, uh, shall I take you over to the emails? Please do. Do we need a jingle? Yeah, let's have a jingle. Emails, emails. Chris is going to read some emails. <laughs> that is really pretty. This is an agony uncle question. Do you want to do one of those? Oh, that's been a while. Yeah. Um, from Let's put the word to rights. From Jay, let's say. I'm a gay married man with a good job, a house, a cat and a dog from the outside. So from the outside, I should be very happy, but often have the feeling, what's the point of it all? Not in any suicidal way, just melancholy. Almost all of my straight friends have kids to focus on, but as we don't and don't want any i struggle for drive or meaning sometimes we move house a lot and feel that this is what we are sub substituting for kids i guess i'm more annoyed than anything else because i should feel a freedom in not having kids instead of constantly searching for things to give my life meaning do either of you have any ideas or thoughts or epiphanies to share much love to you both i think you shouldn't move so much it sounds like you're saying you're feeling unsettled and mm -hmm. you know don't have a focus well maybe you should sort of just stay in one house for a while and love learn to love the house and learn to see what else you'd like to do other than packing and unpacking all the time that's what i think mm -hmm. and and also like i have to say it seems like you don't why are you kind of placing your concerns and why are you you know you're to, what, you're making it like you, you have something missing because you don't have kids i don't see what why are you letting that control your sort of outlook but I, I mean, the thing that screams to me from that in my amateur uh, psychology way is that you're feeling unsettled and you say you move house all the time and, and you sort of think you're um, uh, uh, replacing kids with houses or something. I just think that's, you know, the, 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 the two most stressful things in life. It's been proven in surveys show, mm -hmm. aside from death, which is pretty stressful, <laughs> is divorce and um, divorce and moving. Yeah. And of course, often those two things come together. Yes. So um, don't, I mean, it's, I, I feel I'm never going to move house again. Mm -hmm. Actually, I've got to, that's a lot. <laughs> but, um, uh, you know, I think it's, it's, uh, it's even when this. it's easy, it's very stressful. So, <laughs> but yeah, so that's what I think. I think don't move. Let's stay at home and see what, try and, you know, look, swim in Lake U a bit. What do you think, Chris? So I think that uh, there's a few things going on here. So one is that, I have a feeling of what's the point of it all. Let's look at that. Let's forget about the kids thing for a second, the house thing, because I feel like they're slightly separate. Yes. So having a feeling of what's the point of it all, do either of you have any ideas? Well, you know, you need purpose in your life. And that is really important. And you, you need to just decide what that is, you know, and what is it that you want to be? 
and what do you want to do and if you are feeling like that a lot of the time I think it means you're I don't know about this person's life but it often means you're not doing enough for others as well I think sometimes if you go and try and help someone or do something positive for someone else I think you get out your own head a bit and that is really helpful uh and I find sometimes I don't know if this resonates with you Alan but as a gay man in my late 30s no No. um I I it can all get a bit introspective sometimes and I think because Oh, you think it's an age thing as well? You think this? I wonder how old this person is. Yeah. Um, so you think late? Th- oh, because you're hitting the big four. Oh, that's right. I don't know. I think also like if you um, if you don't have kids as well, like you can sometimes your only focus is yourself, and I think like yes. you can get a bit lost in that, and actually you need to just snap your head out of it. Um, right, right. And I think moving house a lot and substituting that for kids. I mean. Pff, I don't know. I wouldn't beat yourself up about that bit. It's like if you if you don't want kids. I would. Then. Oh, not the kids part. The moving I would beat myself up about. Mm. Yeah, the kids think. S- s- shut up about kids. <laughs> also, you've got a dog and a cat. There you go. What are they if not your kids? But um, why do you say shut up about kids? Shut up about like making kids. In some way, you're sort of saying I don't have kids. And so there's that's a negative. There's something lacking in me. Mm. And that's perhaps I'm trying to fill it with uh, with uh, moving house all the time. I just think, why are you letting, you know, either have kids or don't. But just, I mean, don't kind of make your whole life around the fact that, oh, I, we don't want kids. And I think that's what's maybe, I find that's maybe, it seems like these things are staring him in the face and he's not really um, realising them. But I would just say the first thing is just don't move for a while and then have a little, yeah, a little swim in Lake Him. Yeah. And also I think uh, a lot of discussion in you know the queer community is like we're you know we can have kids easier than we could bef- than we could before but isn't that just heteronormative it doesn't mean you need to have kids having kids doesn't equal purpose mm-hmm. purpose equals purpose mm-hmm. pick what you want to mm-hmm. do with your life enjoy not having kids enjoy having kids it's all there for the taking yeah um Okay, well, I think there's some uh, smattering of some pearls of wisdom in there and amongst a few bits of gravel. Um, should, we go to the, <laughs> should we go to the next email? Can I give you, in this world with a lot of turmoil going on, can I give you another bright r- r- bright ray of sunshine, Alan? Yes. Uta has been in touch. Uta! Ah, oh, what's she saying? Subject heading, Tea Cozy's Ready. <gasps> Oh my god, I need to talk. <laughs> oh my god, that's so exciting. Hi Alan, hi Chris. Oh my god. <laughs> you gave me quite a shock when you read out my email on the podcast. That's something I honestly never expected. And Alan, thank you for explaining to Chris how to pronounce my name. And with such an inc- incredibly flattering comparison too. Back down uh-huh. to business. Oh, with Uta Lempa, I said that's yeah. right, yes. Back down to business. Your tea cozies are ready. So could you be so kind and give me an address where to send them to? I have added... Could I almost say it right now on the air? I'm that that excited. I'd almost give my home address away on on the air. That's how excited I am. She rattled those off fast, didn't she? What colour you got? I'm getting a red one. What colour was yours? It was a kind of weird taupe or something. Taupey green, wasn't it? Olive green. Taupey green. What an asshole! I oh Uta, thanks so much. I will maybe well get, we can email you the addresses and then the next time we can actually talk about uh, our tea cozies. Maybe I'll be having a silent cup of tea with my tea cozy. We can wear them. Um, there's a little bit more. Ah, it's so exciting. There's a little bit more. Oh, so um, 
Uh, it's going to be interesting. Them too. I have added a little extra for Alan, but that does not mean <gasps> we're letting Hannah Gadsby off the hook. Oh, it's a bum bag. Oh my God. <laughs> How exciting. <laughs> oh, Uta, you spoil me. Oh, I can't wait. Like, quick, honey, let's get this over with so we can send her our addresses. That's properly cool. <laughs> okay. Thank you so much, Uta. Wow. That's really good. Um, and we've got a message here. Evening, Sam here. Hi, Sam. Thank goodness for the show. My name is Sam and I'm a teacher in the Midlands. Quite a strange time at the moment, so I wanted to ask something non-corona related. I've been considering moving to a new area in the country slash world. Primarily, this is because being gay where I currently live is the real life only gay in the village. I want to go back to my queer roots, used to live in Edinburgh, and wondered where in the world I could find this. Hope you're both safe and well. Alan has been a delightful addition. Uh, Thanks, Sam. Um, so he wants to know somewhere where to go to find his queer roots. I want to go back to my queer roots and no longer be the only gay in the village. So he wants to go somewhere where there's lots of other queer people. Well, I mean, the sky's the limit. Yeah. I've always liked Manchester. I think the, the gay community in Manchester is really fun. Yeah. You know where we went for a holiday a year or two ago to Puerto, Puerto Vallarta. Do you know that? No. It's, in, it's in Mexico and it's... Um, it's this little town, a little sort of, you know, seaside town, but it's very, very gay. It's got a big sort of, it's a big gay sort of resort. Uh, but it's lovely. It's kind of mixed up with, I don't say but it's lovely, but uh, um, it's it's sort of mixed up with the, it's not all gay, but there's a big gay bit. Is it like sitches? I, I imagine. I've not actually been there, but I imagine. But it's just really lovely because it's in Mexico and, you know, I love that sort of, I love the food and I love the kind of... Mm pace of things that, and, and and yet it's got a kind of a fun kind of all that stuff should you wish and very sort of I'd never gone on a holiday that was in a sort of a gay place before like an actual holidays when everyone's kind of really you know letting off steam um so that was good I would I would recommend that and also what about um Berlin oh yes feels like the new age of queerness doesn't it good idea and I also think there's a lot of so obviously the cities are you know the expected places where, you know, there's a lot of the queer community living. However, there are lots of newer little bits around the UK, like Bruton in Somerset, which is turning into little gay bubbles. Not gay. Is it? LGBTQ plus queer, the whole gamut. Um, And I think that's really interesting. Yeah. Seaside? No, Bruton is like a sort of very beautiful village. Um, but they've got a lot of like Gosh. an art scene going on there and, and, a, and uh-huh. a few other places like that. And I think that's really interesting because then you don't have to be in these places where you, you don't have to play, pay the kind of rents you have to pay in cities and stuff. So there's this little sort of pod, like pod, queer pods. I feel like mm-hmm. there are. Yeah. If anyone else knows any. Hebden Bridge, obviously, lesbian capital of the UK in Yorkshire. Is it? Yeah. We went up there for an episode. Nice. Love Oh my God, it's the best place in the world. So lovely. You know where we should go is to go to Provincetown yes. during like, like they have all these different weeks. Actually, we should just base ourselves in Provincetown for the summer and just family week. interview everyone. Everyone, there's family week, there's bear week, there's all these different, you know, um, different weeks with all different people, different types of uh the uh, rainbow acronym and um, and also just so many interesting people. It's been this kind of, it's a fascinating place. I've never quite got it, to be honest. I've been there a few times and d- done sh- concerts there and stuff. And they have a film festival I've been to a couple of times. And it is lovely, but I'm not quite, I don't quite get how 
passionate people are about it, but maybe you have to go there for a bit longer. But, you know, it's always attracted, like, Tennessee Williams and um, Hemi, you know, uh, no, not Hemi, what do you call him? Um, anyway, all these great writers have, have lived and worked. What? RuPaul. RuPaul, I'm sure she's been. Uh, it's just a, a great sort of, sort of an artistic and cultural hub in this little fishing village. And uh, and actually, it's interestingly, it's the first place that the pilgrims uh, came to. Everyone thinks they went to, you know, Plymouth in uh, in um, New England. Yeah. But they they went there second. And actually, they get they came off at Provincetown. Really? And they sort of went, oh, too many gays. And then down, no, they didn't do that because they weren't. <laughs> hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Now, um, Gemma's been in touch. It just says, stop eating, exclamation mark. In the subject heading, hi, I really like your podcast, but absolutely couldn't bear the last episode because of Alan eating. Oh. I've had to turn it off. You shouldn't do that, it says. We'll listen next. Was I eating Was I eating during Jeremy O'Hara? So I was eating during the catch-up. I think, maybe, the, I think it was thing. the catch-up. Um, uh-huh. I think we were drinking during Jeremy O'Hara's. Um, <laughs> I know we were. And well, in my defense, can I just say that we, because of the time difference, yeah. we do this early in the morning for me. So I have... Uh, that's why I've been eating. And actually, I am really taking this to heart because sitting <laughs> within arm's length of me is a plate which contains a brown rice rice cracker with marmite on it and half a vegan sausage. And I'm, I have a man of, I have a will of steel. That is. It will remain uneaten until this Homo sapiens extra concludes. Anyway, back to that's the. That's incredible. Well done. Oppressive food lady. Um, and she says, please don't do that. Uh, and so we're going to say fine. Okay, we won't. Are dogs barking okay? Are we allowed to have dogs barking in the background? So that, someone's just walked through the gate in the garden and the dog's just gone and attacked him. <laughs> um, so let's see how that goes. Now, let's do review of the week. That's where I was. Let's. Five stars. Jess Coverdale. I'm here for the wormholes. I'm not LGBTQ, but... Uh, plus, but after f- discovering the podcast, I want to be intelligent, witty and hilariously scandalous. Thank you, Chris and Alan, for taking the time to create this wonderful podcast and opening my eyes to a community that seemingly spends as much time lost down internet wormholes as I <laughs> lost down internet wormholes. I would love to know if Alan has an anecdote about Robin Williams. Many thanks to you both. OK, well, we'll pause that for anecdote roulette. OK, I do. Wonderful. Uh, five stars from Scary Fairy is the next one. Love, 
loving it, loving the podcast. It's helping me reconnect with my gay side after nine years single and living in the straightest place on earth. Maybe this person and Sam should move somewhere together. Um, I know, yes. It helps me not feel like the only gay in the village. Oh my God, maybe this is Sam. Um, And then next one, Jonesy, five stars. Love Thursdays. I've been following Homo Sapiens from the beginning and it just gets better and better every season. Even though I'm a big fan of Will, I was so happy when Alan was confirmed as his replacement as I followed Alan's career for years. Both Chris and Alan make me smile each week and make my week, especially when you follow me on Instagram. I nearly fell off my chair and was so happy. It's like having a date uh-huh. every Thursday and Sunday. Sundays aren't happening anymore, babe. Uh, with the with the most two most charming men on the planet who put a smile on my face. It goes on lots and lots. Lots of love, Sarah. Loads of kisses. P.S. Please, can you do a tour? I make you a banner and everything if you do. Well, Uta's going to knit us something. A tour of what? She means like a tour. <laughs> yeah. A tour of... Um, oh, go on tour. Uta's going to knit us a banner, actually. But thanks, Sarah. <laughs> <laughs> There's a... Uh, and she's going to knit us um, some ink trunks when we go to Provincetown. Yeah. Oh, my God. I want a whole so. <laughs> suit. Now, Alan, who would you like to be uh, review of the week out of those three? Oh, gosh. Sophie's choice. Mm. Um, what, right. Give me a pressy again. Let's um, do the greatest Jess. Hits. Uh, the first one is here for the wormholes. Scary fairy yes. doesn't feel like the only gay in the village because of us. And then yes. Jonesy, uh, been listening for a long time, wants to make us a banner. What about the lady who said we eat too much? Is that a review? You no, know, that's that an was email. An email. Um, should we give her a t-shirt? I think. Sh- I think we should give her a t-shirt to make up for the, all the chomping yeah. and the, the 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 her past chomping. Yeah, absolutely. Let's give her a t-shirt. But who gets one out of the reviews, though? Oh, I think we should go with Wormhole Lady because I think the Wormhole of the Week is a little uh, appreciated, underappreciated part of the Homo sapiens canon. Okay, please write in, Jess, and we'll send you a T-shirt. Speaking speaking of which, Alan, does this feel like an appropriate time to go to your Wormhole? (laughs) Yes, it does. I was was sort of lobbing that one for you. Um, My Wormhole of the Week, Wormhole of the Week... It uh, was kind of weird. I was on my computer, uh, obviously, uh, doing things. And I've been, because I had this crazy thing where all my writing for my new book, I, I realized I accidentally deleted it all because I, I was trying to, you know, when it says sometimes, um, oh, you've got not enough disk space, yes. blah, blah, blah. And I did all this stuff and deleted it. And then I realized it was the wrong, I deleted it from recent. So I thought you could do that. And actually oh, no. that meant I deleted it uh, that just says what you've been looking at recently. It's not anyway. Anyway, I, I sorted it all out. But I was so I was rearranging everything in my Dropbox and all the kind of old chapters that I'd slightly changed. I deleted, but it went through this whole thing, and 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 I've got a folder of sort of articles I've written and things and stuff like that, and you know transcripts from some of my shows. I might use some of the regurgitate some of the anecdotes <laughs> from. <laughs> And there was one thing, I saw this thing, but I used to, in like the early 2000s, I used to write a column for this uh, short-lived magazine. And I was like, oh, look at that. And then I sort of thought, what what happened to that magazine, you know, and blah, blah. And I wrote another one about being um, uh, being a revolutionary and how I've always missed, rev- I remember once when it was the poll tax riots in Trafalgar Square, and I was doing a matinee of As You Like It at the Barbican. And I remember I came out of the sort of dungeon of the Barbican and realised there'd been all these riots in Britain and everything against the poll tax. And I thought, oh, damn, missed it. I'm you know, prancing around in the forest of Arden. So I wrote a column about that. I was trying to find that. <laughs> Couldn't find it. This magazine folded in like 2003 or something. But I did find, because of my research on that, 
a, a, a really nice picture of me and Rachel Griffiths. You know her? Yeah. She's a great actress. She was, a, she was the one in the wheelchair in Muriel's wedding, yeah. as well as many other things. But that was her sort of, you know, when she burst to fame. And, and in the, uh, uh, what do you call it? Um, Independent Spirit Awards, which are the ones, the sort of indie film awards the day before the Oscars. Mm. In like 2001... She and I presented the Best Screenplay Award together. I have totally forgotten every detail of that I'd ever... I, could, I had no idea I'd done this. I had no idea I'd even met her, practically. And then I was there, I saw these pictures of us. We did another thing together. There was another picture of us later. But we had this... She had this re- and we did this really good photo in this photo thing, and I saw it. And it was... She's got this lovely red thing on, and I have got... I look like a sort of hippie kind of indie rocker. Okay. I've got like a sort of trousers and I've got a shell, like a, a thing made of shells wrapped round and dangling down and a kind of an open white shirt and hair down to here. Oh, well, for those of you who are, can't see He's me. pointing at his feet. Uh, down to like my, <laughs> I'm pointing to my shoulders. His shoulders. And I had, I forgot I had hair extensions. You've had? I had hair oh. extensions for this uh, pilot I was going to do. And, and, and what the point of my wormhole is, I remembered trying to find that article I realised I find that I remembered I had had um, hair extensions and the hair extensions took 11 fucking hours <laughs> with two women in my hotel room at the Chateau Marmont poking away at my head and I was so in a state of absolute <laughs> torpor about this that at one point I was just watching banal you know the E channel on television mm. all this showbiz gossip and at one point like six hours in or something there was a show about Catherine Zeta-Jones and how Catherine Zeta-Jones la 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 how I people like Catherine Zeta-Jones I came up <laughs> I came up talking about you know I'm an authority <laughs> on Catherine Zeta-Jones of course and I came on telly and said something about Catherine Zeta-Jones and I was so numbed by the constant poking on my head of these uh, extensions I just I just sort of pointed to the telly and went oof that's all I could say <laughs> me so that's that's what I remembered blimey that's an odyssey no Oh my God. It's crazy, isn't it? That's the great thing about being old, older, is that you have done so many things. You can't possibly remember them all. And then something like that, like that happens and you remember it again. You think, God, that was weird. What was your wormhole of the week? I didn't really have a wormhole as such. I was thinking about this, but I had two things that I found fascinating that were not linked. One is um, there is a guy called Akala. He does a brilliant, I saw him do a speech at like a convention thing about how British history is told so badly and completely excludes loads of black history in that. Um, yes. In and around the point that it's not black history, it's just history that hasn't been, yes. you know, colonised by white people. Yes, anyway, it's so bad behaviour by white people that we were choosing to forget. Exactly. So um, so I, I sort of went on a deep dive about trying to find that talk that he did. And if anyone can find yeah. it please send it. But anyway, he's been doing loads of Instagram lives and he's Akala Music on Instagram. So have a look at him. That was interesting. And then the second thing, which wasn't linked, but fascinating for me, is I discovered this yes. app called Grinder. No, um, it's <laughs> called Plant Snap. And any Oh, plant- you take a picture of a plant and it tells you what it is. Yeah. Yes, Grant's got that. Oh, I think it's amazing. Any fucking plant. It's crazy. And you just snap it. Yeah, yeah. So that was, those Plant are my two little, my little mini wormholes. 
Um, uh, Alan, so I think the people have spoken re-anecdote uh, yes. roulette. Robin Williams, who... Do you have a, an anecdote about him? Yes. Um, oh, he's, he was so lovely. I remember... So one time I was doing this... Um, so one time I broke up with this boy the night before and it was just a messy awful the one that I had uh, his name tattooed on my groin after knowing him for two weeks let's not talk about that that's a chapter of my book his name was Raven the Raven himself is horse that croaks the fatal entrance of Duncan under my battlements so I had to go get up the next morning really early and go somewhere in a car because normally when to do an audio book you know you record these audio books yes. and uh, usually you just go to a studio in New York but for some reason the producer of it went, talked me into going somewhere to New Jersey or upstate so it was like an hour and a bit in this car and I went to this little studio and it was this Michael Ondaatje book called Anil's Ghost a really great book but it was set in Sri Lanka I think and it had all these really difficult really difficult names. Well, there was one page that was just a list of dead people, people who died in the sort of, you know, revolution or something. And I had to, it took me like an hour to read this one page because each one, I had Michael Ondaatje on a little tape doing the pronunciation. Of it. Anyway, oh. all of a sudden at the end of the day, I'm having this terrible day, this really difficult book, having broken up and like the door of the studio opens and there is Christopher Reeve and Robin Williams. Oh, and they were there to, they were there to record something and it was just uh, magical. And he was so lovely and complimentary. Really? And then, yeah, we had such a lovely, lovely chat. And then the, the, the next thing is another time in Canada, I was at this sort of celebrity skiing thing and, and, uh, um, uh, Robin was doing a stand-up. I'd never seen him actually do a live stand-up. He was, he was the sort of the main event at this thing. And after, you know, he was just incredible. It was like watching like a spinning top, really? you know, go out of control. But he, and he brought it all back and, and he did. And anyway, he, he um, right as I was leaving, he happened to be coming out and he, and he, um, he went, coming, coming, like that. And I was like, oh, Robin, it was so great. And he went, don't say anything about my Scottish accent. That's what he said to me. He's <laughs> <laughs> such Aww. a sweetheart. He was always so, always so kind to me. And then the last thing I remember about him was that uh, he was doing a play in New York and um, he um, got, um, not arrested, but got a fine for uh, going up a one-way street the wrong way on his bike. And the thing was he got let off. He didn't get a fine like you're supposed to. And this led to a big crackdown by the police on, on um, people. And, and you know those little funny little cars that are not real cars that are in between a car and a, and a lawnmower that the police have. It's sort of a little oh, kind of like a yes. rickshaw thing, you know. Yes. One of them came racing up to me because I wasn't in a bike lane. And I was trying to get across the road to go to a bike lane. And, and he said, to, and he gave me a fine, a ticket. And he, I was like, oh my God, I was trying to get to the, he went, I'm so sorry. We've had to really crack down on things since the Robin Williams incident. And because they, they sort of said, because they'd let him off, everyone's like, you know, unfair. To, and uh, so, so that, so then I saw Robin Williams at this sort of opening night or something party. And I, he was like, hey, how are you doing? And I was like, I'm furious with you. You, you made me get a a ticket for my bike because you went down a one-way street. That was the last words I spoke to him. <laughs> oh, <laughs> what a sweet man. Sweetheart. What a lovely story. Well, we've been from... Oh, one final thing to say. Um, my what? dear friend, Ben Townley, has uh, set up a 
queer poetry journal called 14 Poems. I believe I've told you about it, Alan. Um, yes. Well, they are doing the second edition of the uh, poetry journal. It's at 14 Poems on Instagram and they're taking submissions for queer poems. So please, uh, all the poets out there, please write in, get your submissions in. That's great. No? And so only 14 in each book. Only 14 in each book, all beautiful. Um, there's been issue one that came out a while ago and now issue two is going to hit our bookshelves. Um, Do you know, um, in just sort of thinking about the sort of seeming obsession we had in the Jeremy O'Harris uh, uh, interview mm. um, and just to tidy things up here in a kind of cyclic way. <laughs> um, you know, one of my favourite queer poems. Go on. It, it's, by, uh, it's by Baudelaire and it's called Lines on the Arsehole, A Sonnet. Um, well that's been a wonderful episode thank you for uh, listening everybody how was it for you Alan? it was pretty good I'm obviously starving hungry yes because I'll never be able to eat uh, during this uh, hour we have together on a Monday morning it's quite something uh, it? even yes it's not live we do, although it goes out on a Thursday we do it on a Monday everybody so everybody that's been Homo Sapiens Extra for this week I've had a lot of fun apart from being starving hungry what about you Christopher Sweeney? <laughs> I've been feeling your pain from all the way across the Atlantic, watching you with that rice cake, looking back at you. But it's been great. You cheered me up, as always. Who have we got on next week? Talking of cheering you up, the fabulous, amazing and uh, old, old chum of mine, Justin Vivian Bond. So tell me a bit about Justin. Justin, I first met um, many years ago when she was a part of uh, Kiki and Hair, which is this double act she did with Kenny Melman. And over the course, and she was just, you know, they had, they performed everywhere and they, they eventually did a short run on Broadway, which was really extraordinary because it was a very sort of transgressive and, you know, um, downtowny sort of uh, act. And um, I've been in some, uh, a couple of films with her and we've done lots of things together over the years. And she lives in the East Village where I live and she has transitioned uh, during the course of the time that I've known her. And she's, um, what's really incredible is that she, when she transitioned, she, she had a, a, a book out and a new album and she, there was a lot of press about her and she, she wanted to be referred to by the, by the pronoun, you know, instead of Mr. or Miss or Ms., she wanted Mix, M-X. And uh, she kind of invented that. And now it's one of the things, um, when you apply for a passport in Britain, that's one of the um, pronouns you can choose. And that's all thanks to... To Justin Vivian Bond. Mm. So a pioneer as well as everything else. Pioneer with a wicked sense of humour. I laughed so much. Hilarious. Yeah. And she's doing this, she's doing these great things on Instagram. She does these Instagram lives from her house in, in the Hudson Valley. Yes. Uh, with uh, with her, a couple of musician friends. It's absolutely hilarious. I, I recommend it. Yeah. So um, anyway, that's next week. That's next week. And thank you, Alan. Buy a t-shirt. Remember, buy a t-shirt. Go to, what is it again? AlanCumming.com forward slash shop. Yeah. And while you're there. Or Everbright. While you're there, donate to the uh, Club Coming Community Chest. Well, actually, we've changed the Club Community Club Coming Community Chest. Now oh. we're doing it for Black Lives Matter. Under you know, There's five different um, organisations under the Black Lives Matter umbrella that we've decided it would be more appropriate to move forward because mm -hmm. we've actually got a little stash in the Club Coming Community Chest. And moving forward, we're going to be... Uh, selling things to for and including uh, one for black trans people so uh, please have a look hmm. 
See you next time. Thanks for listening, everybody. Thank Sorry you. about the eating. It will never happen again. Oh. Although I just want to finish by close by saying. <laughs> <laughs> Bye. <laughs> Bye. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Powered by Spirit Studios.